0: You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 107.7 The Franchise Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. I am Brady Trantham. With me, as always, is Miss Madison Morris. And if you can't tell by the sound quality, we've, we're, have what, this is technically our fourth episode. Is this our fourth episode we did? Yeah, the, this is
0: technically our fourth episode, yeah. third episode for actual the, season, for I guess. The se- for, yeah, yeah, for the regular
1: season. But we're four episodes in, and we've already had like some podcasting studio snafu, so we had to try to move to a different studio. Yeah, and basically
0: the, we've been downgraded. Yeah,
1: the second studio didn't work, and so now we're using a microphone plugged into my laptop going through Audacity, so... I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the sound quality. It's not going to be as crisp as it usually is. But hopefully the next podcast, uh, what, four days later when the Thunder decide to play again <laughs> against the Boston Celtics, will be normal. The studio will be working, and so the um, our voices will sound normal. So, again, apologies, but bear with us. But what you probably aren't going to be wanting to bear with is the Thunder's defense, and they're in just poor shooting. Uh, the Everything kind of continued tonight that happened in the first two games. The Thunder, of course, lose. Uh, what was the final score? I said it a thousand times, up 131.
0: 131 to 120. Yeah,
1: 131 to 122. The Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings came in here and shot the ball like they were Golden State. Uh, the Thunder, while Paul George kind of bounced back from some very bad shooting performances outside of that third quarter against Golden State. Um he finished shooting the ball particularly well this, um, tonight. Russell Westbrook, of course, makes his debut for the regular season, uh, finished with 32 points, n- near triple-double. I think he was two assists shy of a triple-double. Mm-hmm. Looks relatively the same, but in his words, he said that he thought he played okay. But outside of those two, it was, wow, it was some bad shooting, Madison.
0: Yeah, definitely bad shooting, and I think that had a, a lot to do with the Kings' defense because I'm sitting there and I'm seeing some of – our shooters who are supposed to be some of the greatest shooters in the league not getting the looks they need not getting the opportunities to take those shots and when they do take those shots there's always a king or two there to defend and so i definitely think that had to do with a lot of the defense that the kings brought to the floor tonight and like you said brady our defense was just not there at all there were plenty of times i was sitting there watching and i saw buddy hill have a wide open corner shot for a three and we had about three Thunder players just sitting there looking at him, waiting for him to take that shot. And that was just what not only frustrates me and you, but frustrated the entire arena tonight.
1: Yeah, there was one possession in particular where Buddy Hill gets the, uh, the ball all alone, corner three, and no one even, like, steps out no to one. contest. And it's not it's not as if it's some scrub that doesn't that shoots, like, 34% <laughs> from three. It's Buddy Hill, it's who's, Buddy. A, who's a knockdown three-point shooter in this league. Um, just a lot of bad defensive effort. Um and kind of what you, to what you were saying, it wasn't like the Kings just started hitting garbage shots. They were hitting just normal shots that I'm sure Dave Yeager was very happy with and thought was probably sustainable if they can keep getting those those same shots moving forward. They probably won't because they are the Sacramento Kings. But if in some world where they get those same shots, he'll probably be very happy as a head coach. But. Once again, it, this game just—it really reminded me of the team from last year with bad defensive effort, poor shooting. Russell Westbrook, of course, being Russell Westbrook. Paul George being Paul George. Stephen Adams had a nice game, another double double, his third on the year. Um, Schroeder didn't look as uncomfortable as I thought he might be with the second yeah. unit, with the second unit, because he hadn't really been had a chance to play with Nerlens Noel. Hasn't really had a chance to play with um, Diallo, so he he was fine. But again. You, at, at some point, Billy Dolvin, and he said it tonight. At some point, Billy Dolvin needs to understand that Patrick Patterson and Terrence Ferguson in the starting lineup is just not working. Now it's three games in, and I don't want to panic. I know I didn't. I said I didn't want to panic after the Clippers game, but I mean, it, it just never fails. It seems like Patrick Patterson will get like three or four opportunities in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and he's been over in those first quarters, and Terrence Ferguson has had a handful of turnovers, a handful of fouls, not hitting open opportunities, and Russell Westbrook certainly looked for him. I mean, Schroeder wasn't really looking for Ferguson in the first two games. Russell was looking for him and gave him a lot of opportunities to succeed. He just wasn't hitting them, and it's it's really become detrimental to this team because, out like we've been saying outside of Russ and Paul, there's not a lot of scoring to go around amongst the starters.
0: You no, know, and kind of, like, I would have hit a lot of points of what you just kind of spoke on. First with Dennis, Dennis... Was a little underwhelming tonight, especially because this is the first time we got to see Dennis and Russell on the court at the same time. This was a big topic that people were talking about for months. Like ever since we acquired Dennis Schroeder, everyone's saying, "Okay, well, when we put Russ and Dennis out there together, this is going to be just the ultimate duo. It was not at all. It was actually very underwhelming and I didn't see them connect for much of anything. And, yeah, Dennis, he's more of a player that I think has his moments. You, you don't really see much from him. He's very quiet. He kind of, like, doesn't do all that much, even though his stats kind of add up on paper afterwards. But then all of a sudden he'll have a big burst out moment where he'll hit a really crucial three, or he'll drive in and pull, like, a Russell Westbrook and get that layup that everyone needs and kind of brings the energy back to the peak. But I don't know. Dennis, he's a great player. He's been doing some good things for us. He's just a little underwhelming right now going back to patrick real quick Patrick shot he took six shots from the three tonight and that was i mean i know that that's his thing i'm doing my quotes that's his thing it's great podcasting yeah this is great <laughs> podcasting. i'm doing my finger quotes but he took six shots from behind the arc and he hit one and it got to the point where the people that were sitting around us were yelling no <laughs> like don't shoot it And I kind of agree with them. It was almost like, oh, gosh, like, Pat has the ball. Like, please don't – oh, please don't shoot. Oh, he just shot and missed. Okay. So, I don't know. Patrick Patterson is going a little down my totem pole of excellence. Like, I had a lot that I wanted to see out of Patrick Patterson being in that starting lineup. And I was one of the ones that was on Twitter – and just talking to people saying yes Patrick Patterson belongs in that starting five like I want to see Patrick Patterson in that starting five because he takes more chances okay but you you have to actually hit those chances you can't just take them you you need to hit them and so we saw Jeremy Grant come in and replace Pat real early in that first quarter and I I definitely think that was the right call
1: yeah i mean i i don't want to sit here and try and say like that Billy Donovan really needs to Completely changed the starting five. No. I, I think three games in, it's it's much too early. It's eighty-two game season. I mean, it's the OKC eighty-two podcast. We're gonna do a lot more of these, but. Um, you know, last year Patrick Patterson always had the caveat of well, he didn't get a training camp. He was hurt. He kind of hit the ground running from day one in terms of the regular season, so he never really got a chance to get a rhythm. This year was much different. He came in in much better shape. He was much more comfortable. He knew he knew his role going in. There was no mellow added at the last second that changed his plans and Billy's plans for Patrick Patterson. Uh, there's really no excuse now. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. And Patterson just isn't he's not like there's just there's just a black hole at the four spot in terms of the thunder starting five and it was kind of the same way with the with the thunder last year with Mello towards the end of the regular season where there were whether it was offense or defense there was just no positive mm-hmm. output and th- that's terrible for this team because you have steven adams who's who's a very capable center but he's only going to get so many opportunities you have russell westbrook who's going to touch the ball the majority of the time and he can get he dropped 30 points tonight and that's great. Paul George who's shown the ability to be both incredibly hot and incredibly cold. Mm-hmm. Incredibly cold. He I tried to tally up his shots. I think he was 19 of 58 until he, he kind of caught fire in the third quarter again and finished with a nice game. I, um I don't have the numbers in front of me right now but and the right before the third quarter I think for the entire season he had shot 19 of 58. So it's just no. been a bad start. So when you know when you have all that, you need to have some type of easy bucket, some easy kind of offense that you can go through through your four, through your four position and Patterson hasn't been doing that, but other than that when it concerns Ferguson, I mean everyone kind of has their opinions on him and we all know that the Thunder are trying to make ask him to do something different and I don't want this to be a Ferguson Patterson podcast, but one thing I will I will say Hamadou Diallo is making our jobs a little bit more difficult because yeah. he's Basically, forcing our hand to the point where it's like, hey, Billy, like, so have you given any thought to maybe sliding Hamadou Diallo into the starting spot at the two, or maybe even Alex Sabrinas, who left tonight with a mouth contusion? Uh, Billy Donovan said in Yikes. the postgame that he didn't want to call it a concussion because that's he wasn't okay. told that, but it certainly kind of felt like it. He took an inverted elbow from Nerland's Noel on a rebound, was on the ground for a few minutes, immediately went to the tunnel, and never came back. So we'll definitely get an update. Um, on his status tomorrow at shoot around or at practice. So, but going back to Diallo, the kid is just playing great. He, he is. he's out when he's out there, he makes positive things happen. And it it does it's not just about scoring. What it's extending a possession, it's playing good defense, it's finishing in transition, which Ferguson had a two chances tonight. He didn't finish in transition. I think one of them resulted in a turnover. Diallo finished both of his He's just forcing the media and the fans' hands to just Mm -hmm. scream that he needs to be out there on the floor more. And I actually had a chance to talk to Billy Donovan after his uh, post game presser about should we read into uh, Diallo being being um, slotted in with a lot of the starters uh, during the third quarter and the second and the third quarter. And because my caveat was, well, there was a lot of foul. A lot of players were in foul trouble what was your what was his thoughts and he basically said yeah uh, I put him in there because Nerlens Noel was in foul trouble Paul George got in some foul trouble and despite that he still played really well mm-hmm. which were Billy Donovan's words so you know I, I don't want to say we need to like the Thunder need to make sweeping changes but um, there's definitely something wrong with this team and it's on both sides of the floor
0: no and I agree with you I think it's a way too early to be calling for changes especially, like, major, major changes, including, like, the starting lineup. But I think it's also time to kind of take a step back and for Billy Donovan and the Thunder to just really think, you know, is this working? What could work better? And I I don't want them to think, like, oh, well, well, we don't want to, like, totally put something out there and then people get way too excited about it, then it just crashes down again and we have to change it again. But the thing about Hami, and I know that I've been back and forth on it saying, oh, this kid's amazing. And then people are like, all right, well, you need to calm down. Like, he still has a lot to grow. And maybe I'm just like, really liking what I see. Okay. Well, Hami had a, he had a little opportunity tonight that I just thought was fantastic. He pulled back for the corner three, missed it, rebound his own shot, and then just slammed it down. And it was beautiful. And that's the kind of hustle that I think this team needs right now. There were, there was a good opportunity for Terrence to get so – I think it was something that Russ threw back in after Russ went flying into the crowd. But, you know, if you have that hustle all throughout the game, I think that's kind of what separated us from the Kings tonight is that a lot of times, especially on defense, we just not did not hustle for the, for the ball, and it gave the Kings plenty of opportunities to just throw it down and to increase their offensive – Ability, But I don't know. I just – I really want to see Hami step up more. And I think he has every ability to take that fifth starting spot away from Terrence, which I know is, like, I'm spitting real bad fire right now. But that's going to be my hot take (laughs) for the night. Like, I really think that Hami has the – he has the ability to step into that fifth starting spot.
1: He has – he does have an it factor. I mean, I've been saying this ever since Summer League. I mean, not that he needs to be starting or anything or that he's going to be a star, but – it it's really rare when you see a player like him that that bases his game around his athleticism. He's a supreme athlete. But usually when you see players that are athletes, they they overexert themselves. They mm-hmm. make they make mistakes as a result of that. He plays r- really well and under control and he uses his athleticism to make positive plays happen on miss shots, on his own miss shot like what you were on talking about. That, that was that was a pretty incredible play from a rookie, a second round pick rookie that um at that. So um, you
0: just don't see that anymore, especially from 20-year-olds. You don't see the kind of confidence that Hami brings to the court. And I'm not going to lie, a couple of these a couple of these guys have a little bit of a timid face on while we're stepping into the beginning of the regular season, which is really not how you want to start out the well, season. The
1: Thunder actually are in a good spot with their rookies because Deontay Burton actually got some burn tonight. And yeah, he, he did. He crossed up. He I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Buddy Heal. I think he crossed up Buddy Heal, got to the rim, hit the layup. Then he was down in the corner. This is all in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was down in the corner, airballed a three, and then came right back and shot another three and made it. Uh, so when it comes to the rookies on this team, the Thunder have two very fearless athletes at their mm-hmm. disposal. So, again, we're not trying to advocate for any sweeping changes in the lineup. But, Defin- I mean, no. it, it's, But we're starting to get to that conversation where, hey, Diallo's been playing pretty well. He probably deserves a little bit more time with – Dennis Schroeder with Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. with Paul George and not trying to just be there to spell them
0: well, just to see yeah. what he can do. And you can try it. I mean, if, some, if it doesn't work, then redo it. I don't know, put someone else in there. Like it doesn't have to be set in stone, it can be changed. But I don't know, I think especially kind of the reaction that I was seeing from Chesapeake tonight, people are ready to kind of see a change. And I don't think a change would hurt. Not necessarily a big dramatic change, but. I don't know, pull someone else into the starting and lineup, see if it works. If it doesn't, go back.
1: And that change could be Alex Abrinas. I mean, Billy Donovan showed last year after Dre went down that um, he he's not afraid to have somebody start in the two-guard position one night, and then the following night it's somebody else. So, you know, we could very well see a change, and it won't be Homo Diallo. It might be Alex Abrinas. Yeah. But, again, we'll, we'll check on his status tomorrow. Might but, be
0: Jeremy Grant. Might be Jeremy, Grant. might
1: be Jeremy Grant for Patrick Patterson. Who knows? But, um, at, you know, back to the game – you know, it reminded me a lot of the 2017-18 Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and just basically, the, these first three games kind of remind me of, remind me of that team as well because we all saw and we all kind of understood, like, yeah, first game against the Golden State Warriors. You're outmatched. You don't have Russell Westbrook. You don't have Andre Robertson. But still, the effort was there. There was a uh, yeah, yeah, good, the good, effort great, great in the defensive game. effort. Great defensive effort outside of the paint defense. But you can kind of attribute that to Stephen Adams being in some pain that night, yeah. dealing with back stiffness. Um, but despite all that, everybody was fairly happy with that first with that first game. And then the clip. And then the Thunder go to the Clippers, and just absolutely. Just Something throw like wrong, throw yeah. throw out some trash basketball in the fourth quarter to lose, and then tonight their defense was just poor throughout, and that's what we saw last year. The Thunder would play well against the top tier teams and win a lot of those games, but then they play teams that they should probably beat relatively handily, not necessarily the Clippers, but definitely the Kings at home with Russell Westbrook making his debut, and they just they they make their opponents look so so damn good, and it's I, I don't know. I mean, Sacramento shot 54 percent from the field. Uh, to Oklahoma City's 44%. They shot uh, 45% from the three-point line, and they did it with relative ease, and they did it in a way that didn't scream. Like, cause you watch basketball for a long time, and you can always tell the difference between, okay, this team is just hot. They're just hitting trash. You can kind of live with that. If they hit if they hit a shot, you just kind of pat them on the butt, and you keep, go back on, on offense or defense. Uh, that was not the case tonight. The Kings just ran their offense, and the Thunder really did nothing to stop them. mm mm-hmm. um, and outside of Russell Westbrook. Cause like I said, Paul George didn't really get going until the second half. He's still dealing with getting a lot of ticky tack fouls. And granted, I think that third, that third or that fourth one that he got on offense was, uh, I was, that was probably a bad call. And Paul George said in the locker room um, after the game that some of these calls were beyond him. So he's, basically trashing and r- trashing the officials. Russell said that he wasn't going to comment yeah. <laughs> on Russ any. Like, absolutely no comment. I have absolutely no to say. Absolutely no comment. <laughs> yeah, just trying to avoid that. Probably thine. the best thing to do right <laughs> now. It's probably a good idea. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know what else you can do because we all know this team and what they're capable of in terms of the star power that they have. But then you look, you kind of just go down the numbers of some of their shooting percentages over the career. Russell Westbrook's a good three-point shooter. Paul George is a hot and cold three-point shooter, but mm-hmm. overall he's a fairly solid one. Terrence Ferguson is not a very good three-point shooter. Um, Jeremy Grant is not a very good three-point shooter. Dennis Schroeder is not a very good three-point shooter. So that is starting to kind of take take shape right now because I think right the Thunder sit at the very bottom in field goal percentage and three-point percentage in the entire NBA, and I think they're, and they're second to last in free-throw percentage. Tonight, Russell Westbrook looked... If he looked rusty, it was from the free-throw line. He was 5 of 11. Mm-hmm. And
0: everyone looked rusty from the free throw line the, tonight that was
1: yeah the Kings
0: something was wrong their
1: largest lead was 17 but in the fourth quarter the th- the third quarter the thunder pretty much got the lead down to 10 the fourth quarter they got it down to I think four or six yeah the, and it got the, close and there the thunder for a minute. yeah and the thunder were getting to the line but they were just not hitting their they free weren't throws. Hitting. and I just don't understand I do not understand and Billy Billy was asked about Patterson and Ferguson's you know you know lack of their lack of hitting shots. And he basically, he bluntly said they just need to go to the gym and shoot. This entire team needs to go to the gym and shoot free throws. I I just, I don't know what happened. Russell Westbrook went from a very good free throw shooter two two years ago, all the way back to his rookie year to last season being kind of a, I mean, overall, what was he like a 78 or 84%? He was somewhere between 78 and 84% during the season. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember how he finished, but he was uncharacteristically bad. And he was bad tonight from the free throw line. And and when you have guys like Jeremy Grant, Stephen Adams, shooting the majority of your free throws, you're going to have a bad free throw percentage. But uh, I mean, when you lose these games by eight, nine points, and you look up and you see that you shot 60% from the foul line, it, it kind of reared its ugly head against Golden State. They shot terribly that game, and they did it again tonight. I don't know if it was going to make that much of a difference, but, I mean, wow. I, don't, I just don't understand how this team shoots so poorly.
0: Yeah, and I, I – I... I don't know. I think there's a lot that needs to be done before Thursday because my biggest fear for this Thunder team right now is dropping another home opener and just four days later going 0-4 to start the season and people really panicking because you see it when you're in Chesapeake Energy Arena, but this team and the way that they play and mesh together on both sides of the ball, it actually is determined a lot by how engaged the fans are and how loud that arena can get and you know, they, like, they've said before, like, we see you guys walking out, like, we see people leaving early, and, like, that affects, you know, our playing style, and I don't know, I'm just, like, I don't want people to give up on this team, because I think, if you look at this roster, there's a lot of talent, and there's a lot of opportunity for them to do something great, but it it needs to be done, like, they need to show people, like, okay, we can do this, and I think a lot of the players on this Thunder team, they need that they need that kind of kick, you know? They need to know like it's almost like a little swift of confidence that just like comes into them and they are able to do something great on the court. And if they don't have that confidence, then things go downhill real fast and we witnessed that tonight when the Thunder just completely lost it to the Kings and I mean Buddy Hield hit a 3 at like the 212 mark to extend it to like 122 to 113. And that we knew it was over. Like there was no way that we were gonna come back, and everybody, everybody just kind of gave up. And there were there was over two minutes left of playing time.
1: One thing that this team can easily fix is just defending without fouling. Whether whether or not that defense is good is another is another story. But Paul George fouls out um, against the Clippers. Nerlens Noel fouls out tonight. After only playing 13 minutes, now granted, I was I've been very impressed with Nerlens Noel. I think Noel, I think Noel Diallo, Schroeder, not necessarily Schroeder because that Clippers game he was he was terrible. Yeah, but overall I've been very happy with New Orleans Noel, and I want to see him get a few a few more minutes here and there because when he's out there, just like Diallo, he makes things happen. He alters shots at the rim. He had a big block um, towards the end right before he fouled out. Um, he gets good rebounds. Gets sets the tone defensively. Um, is a, he was able to finish a lot of lob dunks tonight. Now that he's going to be playing with Dennis Schroeder, he's going to have a little bit a little bit of a better point yeah. guard um, throwing him lobs. I mean, no offense to Raymond Felton, but Schroeder's a little bit better at this point in his career than Raymond Felton is at uh, distributing to a uh, – or at least throwing a lob pass. So.
0: Okay, uh, RIP Raymond Felton's playing time. <laughs> we didn't see any of Ray Ray tonight, and I was a little surprised. Um, I was kind of surprised no one asked Billy about that. But uh, maybe he just didn't fall into the rotation tonight.
1: You, that's probably going to happen more so than not. I mean, unless Russell or Shooter gets into foul trouble, I don't think you're going to see that much of Raymond Felton unless you know Billy just starts tinkering with the rotations. But at this point, you're zero and three, and you have four you days need off. To win. Yeah, you have four. You have four days off. And then you got the Boston Celtics coming to town. 0 oh, four is very like is That's very bad. likely. <laughs> now, if this team is just the same team as it was last year, I was telling you this as we walked out of the arena tonight. But if this is the same team last year, they'll probably destroy Boston because <laughs> yeah. the Thunder last year would destroy the Warriors. They would destroy the Rockets, and then they would lose the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns by like twenty points. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, we will see, but. Yeah, overall, just a very poor performance on both sides of the floor. Um, this team really needs to improve its shooting. It really needs to improve defending without fouling and just defense overall. If they're going to achieve what a lot of people thought could uh, could be a team that gets the third seed, possibly the second seed, um, that that's, they're playing like a team that <laughs> isn't going to be going very far. But we know yeah. the ta- we know the talent on this team, so it is only three games in. But I guess with that, let's just take it to the questions. We let's we actually have to quite questions.
0: a few. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can pull up some questions real quick. We had a lot of people respond to us, which we enjoy. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, let's see. Okay, some of these I would rather not read out loud. <laughs> okay, Take let's it. go with Kim Pingleton, which is just at Kim Pingleton on Twitter. Thanks for tweeting into us. With the West so deep, there is zero room for tinkering around with these rotations and lineups. So why not bring in a shooting coach?
1: Oh, I mean, every team has a shooting coach. I mean, everybody just just go to sportsreference.com, pull up the, pull up the Thunder's roster, and then look at their career shooting percentages. They're shooting like they're supposed to be shoot like they're shooting at uh, according to their shooting their shooting percentage. It's just not a very good three point shooting team. It's not a good shooting team overall. I mean, you've got big names like Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Stephen Adams, and they're going to get theirs. But the reason why teams are successful is because the others that The sixth man, the role players, are hitting shots. And the Thunder, outside of Alex Breenas, who, if he didn't get hurt, maybe he would have made a little bit of an impact tonight. I think he would have. Yeah, he certainly has played – I mean, I actually kind of forgot about him when I was talking about Nerlens and Diallo. But Barinas, Nerlens, and Diallo have been very welcome surprises for this team. And if they're able to kind of build on their opening of the season so far – it's going to translate to a, probably a few more victories for this team moving forward. But again, we'll check on Abriana's status tomorrow. So yeah, every every team has a shooting coach, but yeah, it's just a team f- filled with a lot of average to poor shooters, and one of the better shooters, um, at least from in terms of watching him shoot in practice and in shoot around, Abdul Nader. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a healthy scratch tonight for Billy Donovan. He just hasn't had that. Still much, Yeah, just hasn't had that much time to practice, considering he didn't play a lick of preseason. So you know, maybe a few weeks down the road, we'll finally see Abdul Nader and see if he can at least increase some of the shooting percentages on this team.
0: Yeah, and like it's not that the Thunder aren't taking shots; they're taking lots of shots actually, and they're getting good looks. They're just not going in. It's kind of an accuracy thing right now, and I think that just comes with spending more time in the gym and spending more time getting your feet set and making sure you have that good position for you take that shot but let's move on uh let's go to sports fan 405 at 405 fan on twitter burton got minutes and did well diallo played well again who do you guys think should be getting minutes on thursday
1: i mean we kind of said it i mean we're, we're we just like everybody else very impressed with Hamadou Diallo. Now, is he going to get more minutes? I don't think so. I don't think Billy Diamond's that.
0: I don't think he'll get his minutes bumped yet. Yeah, the thing, yet.
1: the thing that kind of follows him with whether you talk to Billy or whether you talk to some of his teammates, they all say that he's raw. So I think everybody understands. Like, yes, we all know that he's good. We all know that he does a lot of good things. But I mean, tonight he had he had a foul on De'Aaron Fox where he just bull just jumped and bulldozed over him. Oh like, yeah, yeah I So he'll that. he'll have like a a play or two visibly where he looks like a rookie and then he'll probably have about five or six plays where you're not really paying attention to him because he's off the ball and he and he's probably making a lot of mistakes because he's a rookie so mm-hmm. his minutes are going to go up if they do minimally and they'll go up drastically if somebody gets in foul trouble what like like it did tonight so I mean we'll see but in ter- like I I'm not ready to give up give up on Ferguson just yet I, I you know, he's he's done some good things in NBA games and we, we've seen that for an nba season last year so yeah, we, we know what he's capable of in terms of like spot up shooting he's just not hitting shots right now and maybe if he starts hitting shots everybody will have a little bit of a different opinion of him but um i'll just say this if the thunder go out there and play like they did the first three games and lose boston to boston on thursday you might start seeing some healthy changes in the rotations i'll just say
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I think people are – yeah, I don't want to give up on Ferguson yet either because when he does get going, you know, he's a pretty valuable player to have out there, and he's pretty good on the de- the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's what we really need right now, especially since this team made Sacramento mm-hmm. look like a top-five team, and well, that's not good.
1: Really quick, because somebody mentioned it on one of my mentions, uh, Patrick Patterson, on his Instagram story just took a – he just took a picture of a um, – probably had the phone on his lap and it's just a black screen and he just simply said i've got to figure something out so yeah yeah i mean patterson certainly probably i mean he said last year he thought he played terribly
0: yeah he did say that
1: in his exit interview so um yeah
0: they're aware (laughs) they're they're very aware that you know things have to change and they have some work to do but You know, it's still young in the season. I don't want to freak out yet. So let's go to our final question of the night. It's kind of a two-part question from Mark Dillard at FF5 Video on Twitter. What is your over-under on Billy D, and when does this team get a win?
1: What is the over-under on Billy Donovan, like... Is he going to be fired? Is this like a yeah, fire? question? Yeah, I guess it's
0: more of like a, what do you guys think about Billy Donovan?
1: Um, I mean, I think he's a very smart basketball coach. You talk to a lot of good basketball people around the league, and they all have very uh, high opinions of him, very mm-hmm. good things to say. The Spurs think highly of him. Um, that being said, I think he's been, I think over his career, his short career with the Thunder, he's had kind of an unfair shake in terms of roster shakeup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, certain stars leaving <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um having bringing guys in but you know even having said all that um this season's a big a big season for him and I think Presti even talked about that at his preseason um interview a few uh, a month or so ago or yes he's got a lot of the same roster um a lot of the new guys are role players and they're easier to kind of insert x y and z here and there Mm -hmm. um again like this is we're only three games in i'm not ready to fire billy dovin i think he's a really good basketball coach i think he understands how to um mesh egos really well i mean any team any any coach coaching russell westbrook i mean god love him i'm sure it's probably quite a chore it's a
0: task yeah and and he's been
1: able to bring out a lot of great things in russell westbrook so um, and Russell Westbrook and Paul George together, when they are on fire and they're, you know, the chemistry is really hot, then um, it's some beautiful basketball that gets played. So absolutely. It's it's a little too early for me to can Billy Donovan. And uh, I, I just don't think the Thunder would fire him anyway. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not going to say much on Billy Donovan because I'm in absolutely no position to talk about, you know, whether a coach should stay or go. But I will agree with Brady and say that Billy has done some pretty great things, and he showcases a lot of these guys' talent in just a very raw and authentic way. And I think Billy has done a really good job so far. And just because, you know, we lose a couple games we shouldn't lose, that's no reason to just go ahead and, like, throw the talent on someone. So I definitely think that Billy has some good things in store for this season. And, you know, we might be looking at the first one on Thursday. You never know with this team. So... I don't know. Three games in, I'm not panicking yet. Uh, it's definitely in the conversation, but it's definitely nothing to panic about.
1: Really quick, before we get out of here, I just thought I'd share with um, share with some of the listeners. <laughs> this was actually kind of funny. Um, pre-game, we were on um, the media. We were all doing the scrum with the uh, head coach Dave Yeager from the Kings, and somebody, I think it was Barry Trammell, actually <laughs> Barry Trammell asked him. So, do you think you f- you feel like you drew the short straw because you have to go up against Russell Westbrook and Jaeger, Jaeger was like, what do you mean? And he, Barry was like, well, I mean, he missed the Warriors game, he missed the Clippers, and now you guys get him. And Jaeger just kind of looked at him and goes, oh, he's playing? Oh, well, <laughs> the uh, injury report said that he was out last night, so. <laughs> so... I, it, it was it was, it was fair, it was fair fairly weird. Um, I think Jaeger got like three questions after that, and he didn't have a PR guy next to him kind of like any more questions because how agent. it usually goes is there's there's a PR guy next to every coach or player and then the media will ask, you know, so many questions. And when people stop asking, you just hear the PR guy off camera go, Any, anything else? All right, thank you, whoever. And Jaeger had no, um, he had no PR guy, so he just kind of said, Anybody else? No. Okay. Thank you, guys. So it was a little weird scrum. He, he hated on the Thunder's injury report, so that was kind of funny. But other than that, Jaeger had the last laugh. The Kings beat the Thunder 131-120, to 120, and the Thunder will be off for the next four days until Thursday night when they play the Boston Celtics. And, Madison, you and I will be at ch- um, film session tomorrow mm-hmm. for the uh, Thunder. Um, they'll have a little bit of an availability with Billy Donovan and maybe a player, so we'll be able to update you guys on Alex Brinas – um, probably get to talk to Russell Westbrook a little bit more because tonight was the first time that we've been able to talk to him since media day. So I guess just look for that, look forward to that. And everybody, thank you so much to, um, for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Thank you for all the comments and the ratings on iTunes and wherever else you're listening to Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, you know, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. It makes it, makes it a lot of fun to do this.
0: That's it. Yep. Yeah. That's a wrap. So we will be back on podcasting Thursday night when Thunder takes on the Boston Celtics.
1: Final score, 131-120, everybody. Everybody have a good night.
0: See ya.